0: Hello, my name is Janice B. Gordon. This is Scale Your Sales Podcast. Welcome to the Scale Your Sales Podcast, listed number nine of 42 best podcasts for every sales professional in 2021. I am Janice B. Gordon, the customer growth expert, recommended by LinkedIn as one of 15 innovative sales influencers to follow in 2021. In today's episode, my guest approaches design-based thinking to help her clients co-create solutions to solve customer challenges. So you're going to love the discussion that we have around design-based thinking and sales enablement. My next guest is a partner of PDA Group, founder of the DAC chapter of Women in Sales Enablement, and a board member of Trust Enablement. She brings her executive coaching skills to the world of enablement to bring sales and marketing closer together, so creating fantastic customer experience, driving business growth. So welcome to Scale Your Sales Podcast, Britta Lorenz. Welcome to Scale Your Sales Podcast, Britta Lorenz. Thank you for the invitation, Janice. It's lovely having you on here because I'm particularly interested in PD groups the consulting approach to be design based. So tell me more about that.
1: I would love to. Well, Janice, PDA Group, we are a consulting company based in Austria, in Innsbruck headquartered. And we have an international focus, but really also focus on the Dach region, Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. And our credo, our motto is enabling sales performance. And How do we do that? We do that based on the design thinking methodology, which means whenever we go and speak with customers and support them based on their needs, we apply the design thinking methodology, you know, the innovation, creativity, we bring that in. So we also do the A testing, B testing, the piloting together with the customer in order to develop the best possible solution for the customer per se as well.
0: So give me an idea of the the customer to explain more about how the process of
1: design thinking would work. Okay it's the customer has a challenge a clearly defined challenge we might define the challenge together because sometimes you know how it is a customer thinks that's the problem but if you dig in deeper with some questioning and coaching approaches you identify hey actually the That real challenge is somewhere else. So based on that challenge, we start the design thinking process where we go into analyze what's there. Where do we really have to dig in? And we go through this iterative process together and it's a co-creation and co-innovation process. So it's not PDA or our consultants telling them that's how you should do it. It's really also based on the field and the experience they have in their day-to-day job. So it's not we tell, it's we create together and we innovate together with you.
0: So in the sales enablement environment Mm -hmm. you focus on, what are the types of problems that the customer will
1: have that they want you to help co-create the solution to? Well, the underlying Problem everybody is facing is how can we make sales more effective and more efficient, and also how to break down the silos in between the departments so they actually really work close together in order to serve the customer. Because the most important thing is that we put on a customer first mindset, that we speak the language of the customer and not what we think, and that we don't really send our message. We have the best product, da-da-da-da-da, all those stories. It's really about what does the customer need? How can we serve them? And how can we serve them in order to support them, solve the issues, problems, and needs? And that's really where we look into how PDA Group, in the context of sales enablement, can support the customer. And that can be in every kind of area, focusing on sales with the sales strategy or how can we combine a sales and marketing strategy the best possible way? So they really synergize and don't have those standalone focuses again. How can we integrate a collaborative communication system? So everybody knows what's happening outside on the field. How can we integrate it internally again? What skills are needed? What skills do our salespeople need? The SDRs, the AEs, when they speak with the customer, again to keep this Customer first mindset? What kind of coaching tools should we use? And these are all the aspects we really focus on. And also, for example, the process. Is the process correctly in place already? Is everybody aware of the process? Because sometimes we think that process is clear to everyone. Everybody should know how to approach a customer, how to speak with them, what are the next steps. But if you really listen into it, you identify, hey, actually, My team doesn't really know the process or they think they know and they skip steps. And that's really where we look into deeply. And then, as I said before, together create and innovate the optimized solutions for them. Right. So I would imagine if you're
0: co-creating, you're using the design thinking methodology much of what you deliver you cannot deliver the same thing to another customer which is often how consultancies work we know you know it's a blue box a red box they may call it something different but you know in the design company it's either a blue or a red box and the customer's going to get that anyway the consultancy walks away the customer thinks they've got a great thing it works initially and then it doesn't (laughs) so this must be that you're kind of you're you're analyzing you're you're really investigating you know what is the what's the source of the problem exactly. and uh and then i mean i i the reason why i like um what you do is because i love design thinking and it's not something that's uh used across the board i talk i don't talk call it design thinking i talk call it coke Um, co-creating because customers understand that they they've got to come to the table too because I like you I don't think I know everything and actually there's a lot of knowledge embedded within organizations and if your traditional consultancy is I'm you're you're paying me to tell you and it's interesting in the um, buyers have all the power and they don't want to be told they actually want to co-create so it's a replication what I might do as a consultancy going into a company and you, it's a replication what you're expecting the company to do with their customers. You're demonstrating how you want them to behave. And and I think that's a good thing when they can see the power of it within their own company when you or I are applying it, but also they can use those skills that they've now learned that's been applied with them and to
1: them on their customer. So it's a both way that, they learn on the go as well. And I think what you said was really nice. Now there's not one size fits all the methodology. It's the same. However, how it's applied on the customer or with the customer, we don't apply it on the customer, always go with and together. Um, It's always a different story. And that's also one of the things about sales enablement per se, you know, it worked in company a wonderful, you can't, be sure, or there's no guarantee that it's going to work in company B the same way. So you have to be flexible. You have to be open-minded and agile to get there and really listen to the feedback, what you receive. And I'm not only meaning here that verbal feedback, there is so much feedback in between the lines as well as like body language, or how do they feel when they apply what, what has been designed? Does it really resonate with the team in the field or... With the marketing and sales communication. How does that match? And how does that, what what kind of atmosphere is created between them? So the teamwork really comes into the game and it's a V culture and not an I anymore. And that's really important there as well. And I loved what you said. There's not one size fits all.
0: Well, that's the thing that was very much uh, I was attracted to. Customers often want to buy the box. Okay, what's the product that you sell? How can I understand it? So I can see how that fits my, you know, what I want. But actually, it's really difficult because, you know, I'm not going to give you a box, a blue box a red box, I'm actually going to find out what the source of the problem is, you know, and I need you to come to the table. So it's like, oh, how can I value this? How can I buy this? How can, how can you guarantee this? Well, we're going to go on a journey together. Um, so I was really intrigued in in uh, you know your organization and, and how you approach the customer. So yeah. tell me more about that side of 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 the business and because if customer if well the reason why I'm digging into this, mm-hmm. Britta, is because the B2B company, the sales organization, has to approach the buyer. The, the their customer mm-hmm. but they have to approach it if they don't if they're not just flogging another product you know blue box red box yep. but actually if they really want to listen to the customer and solve the problem then they don't know actually one if they'll be able to solve the problem once they've understood really what the source of it is yep. so it's really they have to go in there with an open mind and do that analysis that you were talking about. So I'm interested, how do you approach that part to actually um, opening a relationship with a customer where you actually don't know what the solution going to be and whether you'll be able to meet their, their needs?
1: Mm-hmm. I think the first part is, or the most important, be curious, be open and listen. There's a reason why we have two ears and one mouth. And that's one thing I always tell my team. If you speak with a prospect, give them the chance to tell their story. Because if we go in there and tell them, we are the stars, we're the champions, we can do this and that for you. Okay, nice story. But is that really what the customer needs? You only identify it if you listen, if you go into deep listening. I think that's one of the most important skills we should really foster and create within our teams and also be curious there. And. Don't be scared of asking a follow-up question or a clarification question. We heard before already the challenges when we create them, they are not always the challenge they first tell us. The first problem, the initial problem might be the one on the top surface, so we need to dig deeper. And how can we unlock that box where the problem is by asking questions? And therefore, coaching is one of the things we also need to train and enable our teams that they get used to asking those powerful questions in the conversations. And based on that, identify the needs of the customers.
0: So it's interesting that you're talking about coaching. Mm-hmm. So um, the, so coaching is one of those new skills that sales leaders, sales managers are learning to support their team. And, but now we're using the, that skill in order to better meet the needs of the, the customer so what would be the difference in the two is there a two levels of coaching are there different types of questions is there a different approach tell me more
1: about that well a question when you speak about sales leaders coaching their team i think it's a you can apply the similar skills when you're speaking with the customer or your prospect your potential customer one thing I'm a really big fan of, I love data. I'm also into data, and I think data-driven coaching and data for analysis of who my potential customers are are super valuable. They tell us insights we would not have had years ago or months ago. We have everything on our fingertip, as well as the customer knows everything about us on our finger on their fingertip. So we need to make use of that data. However, at the end of the day, we should never forget that we are speaking to people and that we really should focus to be empathetic, listen again, use our eyes to see how are they reacting. Even now when we are interacting digitally, there's a lot what we can see. And therefore, I think the basic skills of coaching can be applied both ways. And there are the nuances in the titters that make the difference on how I do coaching internally with my sales team versus on how I apply the skills with a prospect but the underlying skills of asking powerful questions listening are the same ones right
0: yes interesting so uh, tell me more about the McKenzie study that um, drive how it drives performance what it revealed because this is around coaching as well isn't it
1: Yes, it is about coaching and it really revealed that through those questioning techniques, you really uncover potentials which you would have never seen before. You know, asking close questions, they are good once in a while. Once in a while, but don't ask straight out always. Is that what you need? Yes. Okay, the conversation is done. Is that what you need? No, question is done. Okay. And therefore, coaching can unlock so many different things also your mindset on how you approach from your personal point of view a new challenge it's totally different and that's really what's needed in order to bring also your team and your sales team and your sales performance to a new level so tell me more about new mindset what do you mean about that i think the most important thing is that we are open to grow and also that we don't that we are not scared of having a not so successful project at the first point of view you know sometimes we need to have those mini failures if we want to call it failure although that has a negative connotation but that's the right thing we need in order to grow and come up to the next step and learn together with the customer we heard before from this design thinking process that it's a co-creation and co-innovation and it's iterative so not everything that's that's going to bring us up to the top level is going to be successful in the first moment of time. So that's where I think we also need to have this open growth mindset, be open-minded also for new things. Don't be scared of exploring something we haven't done before. How many times do we hear? Yeah, we always did it this way. Yes, we always did, but the times are different now. So be open for those things, be adaptive, be flexible. And as I said, don't be afraid of having sidesteps or mini steps, which are not as successful because they are learnings. And that's something we need to foster within our cultures as well. in the company aligned with the coaching culture, that's something we can learn that we are comfortable with being not comfortable in that moment of time.
0: It's quite a hard sell, isn't it? Really? That, uh, uh, you're allowing, and I, I get this, but you know, I, I'm, you're having to allow for things not working because our our culture is that we we you know we've got to sell we've got to get a result we've got to get a result not only internally for our our own company but a result for the customer but actually to say this might not work you know quite as we like that you know we're go- this is a learning process mm-hmm. and the customer will accept that but actually this is a process where we might fail
1: (gasps) that's a hard sell it is hard but you know how it is sometimes exactly there are the best learnings to really go to that next extra step which we need to come to the next level of success and that's what we need to realize that if you take it from a parallels with sports for example how many times does an athlete train How many times does an athlete fall and they don't give up? And then the end of the day, they perform at a really, really high level. And that's also something we need to bring into our business life. We need to train. We need to constantly iterate our processes, our learnings. We need to bring them to a next level. Only this way we can improve. And yes, it is a hard sell. And sometimes it might also be, Why is she telling me, try it and see what's going to happen? Because that's basically what we do. If it works out, great, super. It was the really right thing to go that step within the design thinking. However, if it doesn't work, we have to go back and really listen. What are the learnings out of that? And how can we bring them to the next level? And I think that's really a parallel we see with sports as well. We can take it from there. High performance and great performance also need some low levels and low times to come up back again. Mm. I think this is such a a valuable
0: lesson. I remember um, listening to Sarah Blakely, the Spanx um, multi millionaire, and she said that her father said to her when she was very young, maybe, you know, 1013. When she came home from school, he always used to what did you fail at today? And first, she didn't get it. But actually she saw his face when she started explaining, oh I didn't do this very well and analysing it, his face kind of lit up and then she, as a child you always want to please your parents so she did that more and more not realizing he was teaching her a really valuable lesson that she took through to understanding she was starting something new and she had to fail a lot in and look where she is now a multi-millionaire if not a, a billionaire and you know in having that mindset not being afraid to to fail it's a hard sell because not many people have grown up in that type of in, in environment but actually you can see the results um you know will stand up for themselves you've got to be able to push boundaries offer something new you can't offer something new if you always do it in the same way you've done before and you play really safe exactly you know that but doing it is quite difficult
1: isn't it it is and it's the same thing goes with better done than them perfect how many times do we strive to be perfect and we push back the release date, the launch date, because we're like, we're not there yet, we're not there yet, but what do we lose if we don't go there? And only if we put out maybe a not 100% perfect, 80% perfect product, we get these learnings to improve. Otherwise, we would never get the feedback from the market or from the team or whoever we speak to. So be open to learn new things. I think that's one of the most important things we should, we really need to have to go forward.
0: I absolutely um, love that. So, you know, thank you for, for sharing that. So what is the one tried and tested um, strategy that you would offer listeners to enable them to scale their sales?
1: Well, from the enablement point of view, again, I think the communication between all the departments cross-functionally is one of the most valuable key things and going back to what we did throughout the pandemic for example we purposefully created a space where everybody was allowed to share what's going on on their mind being personal things being professional things but it makes you human again and humanizes the whole setting and Hybrid world is there to stay. We're not, I mean, that's something we can't change. That's just something we need to accept. And I think being able to be human, although we are speaking about metrics, numbers, hitting targets, in the end of the day, we are people and we are selling to other people. And based on that, that's one thing I think we should never keep out of mind. Although, as we heard before, data, metrics, performance measures, all those things are highly important. But if we remain personal, in certain boundaries, of course. Again, don't be. We know what we're talking about. So that's important, and I think that's one of the things we learned internally. Is one of the working things that if we if we are there for each other, then we can come to the next level in performance as well together. Excellent.
0: Excellent. So, Brit, if you were on a desert island on your own, what's mm-hmm. the one thing
1: you take with you? My e-reader. I love to read and I am <laughs> I would always uh, have my e-reader with me because I want to. Some people call me I'm like a little sponge drawing all the learnings and everything I see and hear. I, I, I just soak it up. And that's what I would take with me, my e-reader. Excellent. Excellent. So how can listeners get hold of you? The easiest way is LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn and also uh, britta.lawrence at pdagroup.net. That's my direct email address if you want to reach out there. These are the easiest ways to find me. Excellent.
0: Well, thank you for being a guest on Scale Your Sales Podcast, Britta Lorenz. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Scale Your Sales Podcast. If you like this discussion, feel free to listen to other episodes or watch the caption show on YouTube and subscribe to future episodes. I would really appreciate it if you would leave a positive review on iTunes. Thank you.